0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Balanced Chaos Podcast.
1: We're so excited to have you guys here today. But before we start our podcast, we wanted to remind you guys of something that's fun that's coming up. We are hosting a retreat in Sedona, Arizona, October 15th through the 17th.
0: So this is our first um, non-mini retreat. So it's going to be overnight. Get excited. Uh, You get to hang out with us a lot. And we're going to have some food, some hikes, some yoga, breath work, all the good stuff, as well as healing sessions and... Yeah. It's going to be amazing. And one of the best things about retreats is it's creating that community. So all of you that are here listening, like you're all already connected because you're hearing the same things from us. So just imagine how great it would be for everyone to come together and get to share stories and see each other in person.
1: Yeah. Um, This particular retreat is based on manifesting your best life and learning to get in alignment with being able to create the life you want. So if you're interesting, interested in tools for manifesting, please ask us more questions or sign up. You can reach us on either of our Instagrams or our podcast Instagram. Awesome. And those are all linked in the
0: show notes in case you are like, I don't know what those are. I think you all do, but just in case they're linked in the show
1: notes. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. And then on to this week's uh, topic.
1: Yeah, what's happening today? So today, today's episode of the podcast is going to be all about, I'm talking as if I'm not here, like it's a commercial side. <laughs> You're here, be present. No. <laughs> today we're going to talk about how to integrate what you've learned in a healing session or maybe what you've even learned from this podcast or any spiritual teachings or books into your real life. Like how do you bring the knowledge you're gaining into your experience? Yeah. I think if you're here listening,
0: you're probably a seeker and you like to learn new things. I know I also like to learn new things and Brooke does too. We're always reading and learning. And so when you get this new information and you're like, cool, cool, great. And you close the book. If you just close the book and put it back on your bookshelf and don't do anything with it, or you turn off the podcast and you go about your life, are you really gaining anything from all of that knowledge? Right. I mean, no, (laughs) you just can tell people about it. Like I know this cool thing. I don't do it, but it's cool.
1: Right. Right. We become people who are just like vessels of information, but we aren't utilizing. And I do think it becomes a waste. And you do see this a lot with people who like to gain knowledge from like maybe a plant medicine or ayahuasca ceremony. Mm -hmm. They want to keep digging and keep getting more and more information. And it's like, well, what are you digging for? Like with if you haven't implemented what needs to shift from the information you already got.
0: Yeah. So today we want to really give you some tools on how to integrate. Like what what is it that you can do right now today to create these shifts and to use this knowledge to create your best life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, let's do this. So I mean the first thing is of course awareness. Like take a little inventory notice. If you have a lot of information that you aren't necessarily utilizing. And I will say like, for me, there are times that I'm like really good and I'm doing all the things. And then there's a week that goes by and I'm like, wow, I just like powered through that week and forgot about taking care of myself. And no wonder I'm a anxious mess, (laughs) you know? So don't get down on yourself either. If you're like, I'm not, I haven't been like, this is an invitation to, to start. Right.
1: Right. Um, And I think a good place to start. So like, let's say you leave a healing session or you listen to this podcast and you turn it off and you're like, wow, I just became aware of so many things that I do that I need to shift. So start with that awareness. And then today, what can I do today? Is it, did I learn that I have some childhood trauma? Okay. Well maybe today, since I'm aware of it, I don't react to the things that trigger me because I realize I'm not triggered by what's happening today. It's in my energy body from the past. Yeah. You made that conscious choice today. Or if I'm anxious and I've learned from this podcast that when I have anxiety that I need to ground myself, okay, I'm anxious today. So let me take some steps to ground myself. Whether that be <laughs> breathing deeper, going outside, putting your feet on grass, like actually go try and do those things instead of just complaining over and over again. Like, I'm so anxious. I'm so anxious. Oh, still anxious. Yeah. Utilize the tool. And yeah, so become aware and then now implement that tool.
0: Yeah. Um, I do think there's, there's so often times that I talk to people and they don't really know one, how to integrate things or two, they've learned so much and they're so excited about it and they want to share it and feel like embarrassed or nervous to share it. And I want to just encourage you to share because sharing is part of as part of that integration, I think. Like, if you're talking to your friends about, oh my gosh, I just figured out I had this childhood trauma and I'm carrying it with me, and I realize like it's affected my past three relationships, your friends are going to be like, oh, thank goodness you figured that out. No, <laughs> but.
1: Yes, but they like, probably will that
0: too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's probably a little bit of that they might not have known it was childhood trauma, but they've probably seen the repeating pattern. And it also just opens up, I mean, more awareness for everyone right? So don't ever be afraid to share what you've learned or discovered about yourself in this process of becoming more spiritual or healing or however you want to call it or look at it. The more that you share, the more that you grow and the more that others get to grow with you.
1: That's absolutely true. And as you're sharing, it's on the forefront of your mind then. So then you're able to watch how it comes up in your life over and over again right and Mm -hmm. so it's not like you just know it and then now it's like in the back of the brain somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah now now you're able to like okay i've shared that information so i know it's here not only did you hear it and identify it from again the example of either listening to a podcast or having a healing session but now you've been able to also put into words what it is Mm -hmm. so you're one step closer now to shifting the behaviors
0: the other thing that happens when you share especially with close friends is there's a little bit of accountability, right? Absolutely. So when you're when you're sharing with someone and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I noticed I have this pattern that's repeating. The next time you go out with that guy who's unavailable, they're going to go, "Hey, I I'm just I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you told me that that was like a childhood trauma thing. And you were repeating that and I see you doing it again. And you're like, huh, oh, crap. Okay. You know, but you have that, that bit of accountability there, which I think is huge for all of us. That's, I think that's part of why people do come to come back to healers after the first time is like getting that, having that accountability and having the, um, I don't know that open relationship. So just
1: kind of encouraging you to have that in your normal relationships as well. Right. I can completely agree with this because I do feel like so many of my clients say to me, well, I need to come talk to you about it because you're the only one who knows this. And my first question is always, why, why am I the only one who knows about this in your life? Because if you're not sharing it, communicating about it or expressing, that means that there's shame there. You feel shameful somewhere and shame is a very low vibration. So from that shame, you are attracting a shadow of it and it's going to get bigger and bigger. So instead, I mean, you can come talk to a a healer or your therapist or somebody about something that's very deep, but then I encourage you to get comfortable relating and sharing about your experiences so that you can make a real shift. Otherwise, it's going to keep being stuck and it's going to be hard to implement the changes. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think, you know, sometimes having having a healer or a therapist or someone make have that initial conversation, like initially let something out that you've been holding in for a long time is really powerful. But you'll find that the more that you're able to share and it maybe it's not all of it or whatever it is, the more that you're able to share it, the less it's holding you down. Right. You know, it's almost like these things that we know about ourselves and you know, it's, it is that shadow, right? So it's getting bigger, but I almost like to think of it as like a weight on your chest. And when you say it, you're free of it. And then you say it again. And it's like, you're just peeling back further and further that weight off of your chest.
1: Right. Yeah, it does. It
0: softens you. Yeah. And then you're like, everyone's awesome. It's, I love the whole world. (laughs) Maybe not the whole world. No, I'm just
1: kidding. I feel like though for this, we should give like a real life example. So let's use judgment because I feel like we've all been there. So let's say you realize that like, wow, I'm super judgmental and I have trouble accepting people for who they are if their ideas are different than mine. Yeah. Once you become aware of that, you can look at, okay, let's say you go to a healer and she says, you have childhood trauma because when you were six, you showed up to school with the wrong outfit and everybody made fun of you. And so you realize like, oh, they, they care about what I'm wearing and what I'm doing. So now I'm going to judge what other people wear, and what they do to protect myself. And that's where it comes from. Right. So now it's like, OK, you have this awareness of where this judgment comes from. Now what? Well, now you realize, OK, six year old me didn't feel safe. But now me Brooke, at 31. I am safe. I'm OK. And if I wear the wrong thing, people are still going to value and like me. So you, you have that conversation with little you, you tell little yes. you like or big you like you're safe now. You're not six anymore. You're not going to feel this separation from the group. Right. Yes. And then now when you go into a group with people and you catch yourself, oh, Janet over there doesn't have the same opinion on of like that. I have F her. I hate her. Look how ugly her shoes are. And you catch yourself doing that and having those thoughts that's when you can take a deep breath and and realize like, okay, I'm doing this again. What am I afraid of? It's okay for Janet to have a different opinion because last week I had so much fun with Janet and I loved her, but now that her opinion's different, all of a sudden I'm judging her. How about I realize that I do inherently like her. We are both okay in this moment. We're both okay (laughs) to have our different opinions and I don't need to judge her because right now in this moment where I'm standing, I am safe. And once you do that, you create a whole new world where you can start to break down judgment moment by moment to the yeah, point where you know, one day you wake up and you're like, wow, I don't judge people to that extent anymore.
0: And it's a, that's a very freeing feeling because I think you, we get trapped by our, by our insecurities and by those, those past traumas. And, but it is like, you have to do it one, one day, uh, one step, uh, one situation at a time for it to all of a sudden be like, Oh, Wow. Something happened. Um, This—that's something I'm always telling people. Like, just start small. Just one one thing. Just do one thing this week that feels different. That feels different than what you've done before. And where you're having having that moment or that conversation with the little you, which is so so important. Like, hey, we're cool. I, I got this. And then you're going to feel so much more free. Yeah. I want to do another
1: example because I'm just full of examples today.
0: I love it. (laughs) Example away.
1: (laughs) Well, a lot of people, like we will talk to them in sessions or even in our like mini masterminds, we've told people like set boundaries and so many people have no idea where to start with a boundary. (laughs) So you leave a session and you're like all jazzed up and you're like, they opened my throat chakra. Now
0: I'm going to
1: go out there and scream my boundaries. But then when it comes time to actually say one, you freeze, right? So this is how you would start to implement boundaries. First, realize where your triggers are. So if I'm realizing that I overgive with my time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Kristen asked me to come over to her house, help her pack and move and clean. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to run to lunch real fast and then record the podcast. But I know that I am so tired <laughs> and I've not had any free time. And so I start to feel triggered. I instantly start to feel it in my body. And I want to just like yell, like, and then I start to get mad. And then, you know, a lot of us will react and be like, you know what, Kristen, you didn't even ask me what I had to do. And then it's like, oh shoot, I went to set a boundary and now I was mean. So instead, when you catch yourself going to react, take a deep breath. And what I would say in the circumstances, Kristen, I love spending time with you, but I need more time for myself. So this big of a plan doesn't work for me right now. Um, I can record the podcast, but I can't help you pack and move. And because I was aware before I got mad and took a deep breath, now I said what I really needed. Yeah. And there's less likely to be a fight between us. And I'm less likely then to leave this social situation and overthink about, was I mean, does she still like me? Are we still going to be friends? Like,
0: <laughs> Because you know what? If you went to that, like, so let's say Brooke went and she didn't get mad that I asked her that, but she just came over and did it. She's going to go home and feel super resentful for towards me. And like the whole time I'm going to be like, what's wrong? Is something wrong? Why are you being weird? Why are you being weird? Yeah. Or in the next
1: week, I'm going to treat her differently. And she's going to be like, okay, she's being distant. This is weird. What's going on. And it's all because I should have just said, I do not have the capacity to help you pack and move and then record the podcast right now. I mean, there's so many things.
0: There's so many things that if we actually take the time to figure out what it is and to say it out loud, we can, avoid a lot of these uh situations that we play out over and over in our heads
1: yes that's very true um yeah so boundaries wise you have to start small but usually start when you feel that rise up in your chest when somebody asks you something Mm -hmm. take a deep breath and now state what you need or what's going on and then over time boundaries are going to be almost automatic for you and super comfortable Yeah, Um, Kristen and I talk about this when setting like rates for work or boundaries with clients, even like if you are in a job or your own business and there's time to set a boundary, it does become easier and easier over time because usually the boundaries are either there to keep people safe, save time or, you know, to make things be more efficient.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's like a muscle. You're just practicing it. And over time it's stronger and it doesn't feel... Like, it's not that initial, like, okay, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say, no, it's going to happen. You're just going to be like, oh no, I can't do that today. Um, I'd love to, you know, see you later in the end. And people are like, oh, no problem. It's amazing. It's amazing how like that can shift, but the breath is such an important thing. I feel like in our podcast, we haven't talked about breathing in, in a huge amount like we used to. So maybe it's time, but bring back. <laughs> bring back breath. But anytime that you're feeling your body having a reaction, that's a cue. Take a breath. Notice what's happening in your body. Whether I mean, whether it's good or bad, or if it's just something that feels strong, take a second to breathe really deeply and notice where it is in your body, what's happening. And and during that breath, ask like, what can I do to make this feel better? Or why is this feeling so good? And noticing that as well. And then you can create more situations for that. So it's just taking that time to slow down and breathe is going to help you to get to know your reactions better. And then you can integrate your awareness into um, whatever it is that you're working towards, whether it's boundaries, whether it's less judgment, whether it's finding more joy,
1: like you're going to know your body and
0: listen to its cues.
1: Absolutely. A great way to almost take an inventory of what you need to implement is to see what patterns are repeating. Like Mm -hmm. if you feel unheard at work, at home, and I don't know, with conversations with your mom, then that's telling us <laughs> that you don't hear yourself, right? Like this, this thing wouldn't be repeating in all areas of your life if it wasn't something you needed to work on. So there's a chance right there with like all these things that are frustrating you with frustrating you with feeling unheard. There's a chance to integrate what you know. Okay, so where am I not hearing myself? How can I start listening to my body more, listening to my mind more, listening to my intuition more? How can I create space to hear my intuition? So you go from there. What is repeating in your life that you become aware of or frustrating you? And then you can be like, okay, now what do I know about this? And how can I integrate?
0: Beautiful. And this is going to, this is like leading me to the next thing, right? So you're taking the time to slow down. So, Hey, guess what you need? A little bit of time, (laughs) a little bit of time. So I think one of the biggest keys of integrating new things in your life. So, new awareness, new ideas, new patterns, is like you have to take a look at how your life is now. Where are you spending your time? This is probably the biggest complaint from every human is that they don't have enough time. Well, guess what? We all have the same amount of time, but where are you really spending it? And do you know what you're giving the most time to? And chances are like, you'll say, like yeah, I totally know. I mean, I know I do this whenever I like take time to really, check off where my minutes, like my minutes are going, I'm like, I totally know exactly what I'm doing with my time. And then I'm like, okay, in the morning, I'm going to make sure I don't go anywhere near my phone for a full hour. I'm like, wow, there's so much more time than when I pick up the phone in the first 10 minutes. It's like insane. So if you sit and really like write out for say three days where you're spending your time, I guarantee you're going to find some pockets to
1: slow down. To slow down, to reassess. Like, okay, I spent forty five minutes doing that. Did I even like doing that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's something I don't do anymore. Because I do. I think so many people complain about like being overworked, underpaid, uh, or like if you ask them like what do they like to do for fun, and they get that blank stare in their eyes and they have no <laughs> yeah. idea. And it's usually because you're wasting your time on things that aren't serving you. And sometimes it does serve you to delegate those things out. And it can be like, okay, if I know that I only have, I mean, this is something that I have talked to people about. I have some clients who only have a couple days off a month, not even a week, which I find outrageous. But-
0: (laughs) Fully outrageous. And I feel bad for you. (laughs) But
1: if they only have a couple days off a month and then they spend those days off, well, that's when I clean and do laundry okay, boo-boo, you are setting yourself up for some serious depression. Yeah. Because you have nothing that allows you to create, to have fun, to laugh, to release that inner child. So that is what I tell those people, like, if you're working this many hours, I know you have an extra $100, 200 a week to hire somebody to come either clean your house bi-weekly or weekly, so that when you finally get your couple days off a month, you can spend it doing something you enjoy rather than, you know, cleaning your toilets and your floors. <laughs> yeah. Like, and those things seem silly and almost obvious, but so many of us waste time on the things we don't enjoy. So there's no time to be intentional, to meditate, to do yoga, to breathe, to talk to a friend and connect.
0: Well, and I I also feel like there's a little bit of, if you work that much, there's a little bit of like you're, I don't want to say a glutton for punishment, but you've like lost how to find joy. And there's actually this sense of, I have to do this. It's like I I owe it to myself to clean my my uh, house and my toilets because I'm capable and I can. And it's like no, no, you're allowed to have fun. Mm-hmm. Life is allowed to be joyful. And I just had a conversation with someone about you know working for the weekend. So saving all your fun for the weekend, not. Almost like not allowing yourself to do anything fun during the week because it's the week, and it's like, no, no, you can have fun during the week. But it's and, a school night. yeah. <laughs> it's just like you. It doesn't have to be like we're not going out till three in the morning. Let's be real, but like, go outside and play, or you know, do something, play a board game with your kids, or I don't know, meet a friend for dinner. Like, just do something that feels good and light in the middle of the week, it's allowed. (laughs) It's
1: allowed. Well, I think that's important to note too. Like teach your kids that because so many of us, I do believe that this work, work, work comes from our parents trying to make us responsible. So it's like, yeah, you can't play until your chores are done. You can't, um, you know, go out on a school night, but instead like tell your kids like, okay, if your homework's done and we have been responsible, like let's play a family board game or let's go on a walk together. Or yes, I have all this work, I've set aside an hour to do this work and the work's still going to be here. So after that hour, I am going to play with my kids. Yes. And same with them. If they're really stressed about studying or a test, be intentional with their breaks. Like set a timer. You have to study for an hour. Then let's take a break and have a dance party or whatever it is. And then you can, if you feel like you need more study time, you can go from there. So that they can learn to decompress and take the pressure off too. Like you're going to be so much less efficient mm-hmm. if you're working on something when you're burnt out.
0: Yeah, that's what I was, It actually it'll increase your productivity. I mean, there's something to be said. I know a lot of businesses have noticed that their their employees' happiness and productivity are up when they've been working from home, and it's because there is that like the little break of like go to the kitchen and bake some cookies or like go for a walk outside in the middle of the day that you might not have done at the office because you're like, oh, I'm at the office. This is work time, um, but you get to have these little breaks, and it actually charges the battery up. So it's goes back to that looking at the time and how you're spending it, and if you're, it's like working out doing something that you hate, and how you don't you don't burn as many calories or get as in shape because you're energetically draining yourself because you're doing something that you hate so much. But if you're being,
1: like, the workouts so your body says I need protection. Yes.
0: Yeah. So when you do something that you love and you're like, oh, it's like everything's easy and it feels great. But it's, you do the same thing. If you're, you know, two hours into working on something and it feels miserable, it's going to just take longer because it's going to drag out. Whereas if you go for a walk and recharge, it's going to be better. So just just paying attention to that little.
1: I want to reiterate a point she just made in case it was unclear. But what she's saying is if you're doing a workout that you hate, you're going to not get the results you want. Whereas if you do a workout that feels more joyful or that you actually find joy in your body's going to show those results and same with work. Um, If you, are working on something and it feels draining, you do need to take a break to fill yourself back up with something else. And then you'll be able to get that work done. Yes. Yes. I just didn't want people to be like, wait, if I hate working out, I shouldn't work out. Cause that's not what you were saying. You were saying, <laughs> no, you no, no I'm doing. just saying,
0: find a workout that you like, yeah. find a
1: workout you like. And-, well, and Also evaluating your time. How often are you saying yes to things that you want to be saying no to during the day? So they're wasting your time. Like you say yes to every invitation and yeah then it steals your time. So then of course, during the week you're burnt out and you have no time to recharge or to meditate or to work out and, or to start that side business that you've been wanting to start, which those are the things that would feed your soul, but you keep saying yes, because you don't want to disappoint other people.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a huge one. Um, you it's, it's okay to say no to others if you're saying yes to yourself. I mean, what something that I read like a long, long time ago was like, it was just said exactly that. Like Every time you say yes to someone, you say no to yourself. So just check and check in on what you are saying no to. Like, is this a no that feels right? Or is this a no that feels wrong? Because if you're like, yeah, I'll go, Kristen, I'll go to your house and help you move and do all this. You just said no to your quiet Sunday and now you're moving. So always checking in with, does this line up? with my time. So I, I do think it's really valuable to do that little time chart, because then you have, you really realize where you have free time and how maybe limited it is. And then you can be more, um, what's that word? Selective. You can be more yeah. selective with how you're spending it, you know, cause you don't, if you have three hours on Sunday, how do you want to spend that?
1: Right. Well, but I think it's also important to note the stories you're telling yourself. Yes. Like somebody the other day was telling me that she's so tired because she's been working so much and she's been helping her friend with all these projects in her house. And I was like, well, (laughs) why are you doing that? And she said, well, I'm all she has. She has no other help and she needs to get this done. And I was like, okay, that is a story you're telling yourself because I'm sure if you said to this friend, I don't have the capacity to help you right now. I love you and I, I, I'm sorry, but I can't because I have so much work on my plate. Your friend would be like, okay, and figure it out. But if you tell <laughs> yeah. yourself you're all she has, you're keeping yourself trapped in this loop of exhaustion.
0: Yeah, it's not good for anybody.
1: Yeah, or like if you're that friend that's like, well, I never miss an event because I like when my friends come to my event and I know how much work and trouble they put into this party and inviting me. It's like, <laughs> no, babe. Like you can say you're not going to a party. They invited other people. They would have just invited you if it was just you that had to be there. Like, I, yes. Let I, go of the guilt, the stories you're telling yourself that are making you feel guilty. So you have to do things you don't want to do. Cause that's all
0: it is. It's just a story. It's a story that's looping in your head. That's making you feel crappy and, or giving you worth like there's if that girl that you were talking about like is she getting her value by feeling like she's the only one then it's time to check in and value yourself a little bit more like you are worthy of saying no and having time to yourself and not being exhausted like you don't have to be she exhausted telling me this i
1: should have gave her that advice <laughs> uh she honestly wasn't it was funny because it was in a, a conversation where she wasn't my client she oh, okay was a casual conversation and I was just like, wow, that has to be draining to be telling yourself stories like that all the time. <laughs> like, but then I was like, everything inside me was like, Brooke, do not fix her right now. Do not fix her right now. It's so hard then, sometimes. <laughs> well, I didn't want to give her advice and then her be like, well, actually, can I come see you? And i was so, like, no, nah, I don't want that either. So <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm actually full. <laughs> Hopefully she hears this podcast one day and just fixes it. Yeah. She'll um, be like, <laughs> wait, what? That was
0: me. <laughs> Value yourself. It's important. It is but yeah. So yeah, making sure that you're not doing things that you don't want to be doing using your time wisely. The other thing with, so with that time, so a lot of times when you're on this, I'm saying time 5,000 times again. (laughs) So when you're on a healing journey or a spiritual journey, you've learned about meditation and the power of breathing and the power of yoga and all the things that we're talking about. And you're like, but where do I do that? So when you Figure out your time and notice the pockets that you're filling up with junk. That maybe, maybe if you want to feel more spiritual, you're not going to watch six episodes of something on Netflix tonight. Like, chances are that's not going to make you feel any more spiritually enlightened. Like, it's just not. <laughs> the end. So that would be the time that you could sit and meditate or you could do a 15 minute yoga and then follow it with some breathing and do all these magical things that will bring you into a different space but it has to be a new a new thing from what you've been doing which is what this integration is all about right? It's like taking the life that you have now and now we're going to pop different portions of spirituality, healing, and life into your normal life. So take away some TV, put in some meditation. How do we encourage that in our lives? Any ideas? No. Is that a question? Yeah. Yeah. Really- like how can you, what's a way that you could encourage that? Like if you're like, you're tired, it's the end of the day and your normal habit is going to sit and watch Netflix. Like what could, what could we do to change that?
1: We'll become aware and then like, I honestly think it's always good to be intentional, like make a plan. So like, yeah, your intention for the day of I know to feel better today. I need to make sure I get my work done, work out, do something fun and meditate. So when it comes down to sitting down and watching Netflix and claiming that you're so tired, well, are you, (laughs) if you're tired, should you be going to bed? Like, and give yourself a choice like a child. If you're tired, I either need to go lay in bed or if I want something to do, well then let me go sit and meditate. Once I do that for 15 minutes, If I still have time before
0: bed to watch a show, I can. Yeah, I love that. I mean, one of the things that I will, because one of my stories was always, I deserve to sit down. I've been standing up all day. Like, I deserve it. And, but really, when you think about your future self, I'm like, I deserve to actually go do 15 minutes of yoga and do my like little trigger point massage around my feet, like that's going to make me feel better than actually just sitting down. And that's what I really deserve. So shifting the story, if you're telling yourself I deserve to sit and rest, like what does your, like, what does you tomorrow actually deserve? What's going to make her or him feel better? Right.
1: And then setting yourself up for success with the space in your house. So if you want to meditate more, creating a space to meditate is going to motivate you to do that. Right, like to have your little quiet corner. Some people might have space for a whole room, but even if it's just a little corner where you put your crystals and your sage and a little like meditation mat or uh pillow, sure, yeah, you're going to be called to utilize that space if it's there. Now, if you don't have an intentional space, you're going to be like, Well, it's just there's too much going on in this house, I can't meditate.
0: Yeah, I making a space is so important and even just like little altars throughout your house so you're like reminded like oh yeah I made this maybe put one by your tv and you're like oh my beautiful you know rose quartz and my sage and I should probably go meditate upstairs in my corner I made myself rather than watching tv right now you know it's just like setting up those little reminders little you know pockets for success
1: yeah it's also always good to like after you leave like uh, an energy healing session, or even yoga, when you come home, cleanse your space, like use your sage or your Palo Santo and cleanse your home because you're creating, like you're bringing in that new energy that yeah. you just gained and you want to bring that new energy in your house and create the space for it. So open your doors and windows, cleanse the home so that now the home can be a peaceful space Place and match the energy that you're bringing into it.
0: Yeah. I love that. It's That's so important. And I don't think it's one that everybody thinks of because you think about sage as getting rid of stuff and you don't think about what you're bringing in. And I mean, you're, you are still clearing the space for that good stuff, but a lot of times I think people think, oh, I was somewhere and it feels icky. I want to sage, but also making sure you're using it as a way to create space for the good stuff you're bringing in.
1: Absolutely. This is off topic, but needs to be said. Okay, go. (laughs) Um, A lot of people, when they're learning to use their intuition, we need new habits for that too. Yeah. Like so many people are like, okay, I think I'm intuitive, but I get confused and I overthink or my anxiety then takes over. So now I don't know what intuition is. If you are trying to create a space to implement trusting yourself, Mm -hmm. then you have to give yourself space and time to trust yourself. I'm going to say yourself 30 times in the sentence. Okay. We're going so on. what that means is now something comes up, you have a choice to make. So let's say we have this big choice of, you know, maybe our job wants to relocate us. So it's, do we take this relocation or do we stay here? And you're overthinking. If your habit <laughs> is to normally call 15 of your closest friends and ask their opinion, but then you get stuck because you have so many opinions. Then this time, when it's time to make the decision, stop, breathe and ask yourself what you want how you want to feel, sit with it for a minute, or maybe you pray to your spirit guides and ask for a sign before you go have the conversation and talk about it with 30 people. Where it gets all muddled. Yeah. And it, that would create the space for you to actually feel what's there for you and to start to trust your intuition. So you can make a decision before you share it with people. So then you're not caught in that people pleasing of, you know, <laughs> if they have a different opinion, maybe I'll change it. Well, it's like, no, you'll be solid in your decision. So now you're just sharing. You're not asking for what they would do. Um, I feel
0: like that is some of the most powerful things you can do because people are always going to give you their opinion, whether you ask them or not. So it's really helpful to already have decided or like already have, you know, meditated, prayed, all the things. And then you're like, okay, I know this is what's happening. So then when you're like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And someone goes, oh, I don't think you should do that. You can, you can hear it and you can maybe go, "Oh, is it? Or like have that old thought of like, oh, maybe I, okay, no, no, I know that I'm secure in this. It makes a huge difference.
1: Well, it gives you space to start to hear yourself because I do think all the people that I know that call themselves like, oh, I'm not intuitive or I just can't (laughs) hear my intuition. It's more like you don't trust yourself Yes. and you're so used to asking questions before you sit with it. And people will do this to me. I get so many questions on my phone every day of people who are like, well, what would you do in this? Or what is that? And I'm like, I'm not giving you my answer. Like, think about it, feel it. And like, once you encourage people to think about or feel the answer on their own, they will come to it, but you have to give yourself the permission and space to do it. It doesn't matter what Brooke, my energy healer thinks I should do. It matters what I feel like. Yeah but you got to give yourself permission to feel before asking questions. Like, and I do this to people sometimes, and I'm sorry if you've been on the other side of this, but you needed it. Like, if you text me a question, I will either say, can you Google that question or what do you think? And people are like, well, why can't you just give me the answer? I'm like, because I know the answer for myself. And the reason that you trust me is because I trust myself now. So I want you to get to learn to trust yourself. If we're not in this a session, don't text me questions think about it for yourself. And that's how you're going to grow in your spirituality, your own spiritual knowledge and your own spiritual gifts.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, that is how you're integrating, right? So you go see Brooke or I, and then we're telling you different things. Part of it is like, trust, trust yourself, trust what you know inside, like trust the little signs that you're getting and don't doubt or question every little thing. Just, They're like, oh, okay, yes, I do feel that, and it's always easy to ask somebody. But yeah, if you're always asking, you can't ever feel it, can't ever feel it, and like it's very fun to actually just be like, oh, this done. Yeah, it makes life so easy, (laughs) like so easy,
1: (laughs) and life should be easy. It doesn't have to be this you know, crazy anxiety or feeling like the sky is always falling or like you're this little person in this big, huge world and you have no answers. Like all the answers that you need are inside of you. You just have to trust yourself enough to let, to go inside and get those answers. Yeah. And sometimes that takes allowing things like silence. So many of us feel our, fill our days and our lives with so much noise and busy work where it's like, no, you just need to turn everything off. Maybe you don't need the TV on so you can have some of your own thoughts going and moving. And so you can start to like let your wheel spin and have deep, deep thoughts that aren't just worry or anxiety.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it can be challenging at first if you're used to having all that noise, because it feels like I think some people are afraid of their thoughts or afraid of like what's going to come up, especially if you've had some traumatic things that you haven't dealt with and it's like well if I shut my brain off then I'm gonna go here or there but you know what you're it's easier to move through them if you actually take the time to be with them so don't be afraid trust yourself know that like Brooke said the answers are all in you it's it's all there
1: and it's okay and then that brings me though like let's say Oops, I've already overthought myself into anxiety. I realized that Brooke said that I should take some time for silence and to feel, but now I'm like, all I feel is anxiety. <laughs> this is when you can use your own modalities or tools that will bring you back to your intuition. Yeah. So for myself, one of my favorite ways is to use either a tarot deck or um, any type of spiritual deck of cards. So it could yeah. be like a love deck. A, um, I just got a crystal deck. It's
0: I like it a lot. I have a spirit animal one.
1: Yeah, spirit animal. I mean, there's so many. There's so many. So, I mean, what I, and and again, with that, if you go to a spiritual shop or a stone store and you see cards, choose the ones that feel good to you. (laughs) Nobody can tell you which cards are best for you. Only you know that. Yes. Uh, But what I'll do is then I'll I'll be intentional. I'll light some sage or palo santo. And then I'll say, dear spirit guides, I apologize, I'm overthinking. And then I'll (laughs) say, please speak to me through these cards and bring me clarity for my highest good. And then I'll pull. I usually pull three cards Mm -hmm. about the lesson, or one if I don't have that much time. And usually the card is dead on what I needed, where I need to be looking, or something I'm missing. And (laughs) yes, and I'm still able to gain the clarity that I need without calling someone else and asking them. So I can trust myself and trust my own inner wisdom and guidance, and you know that my spirit guides are here and with me. Yeah.
0: Cards are a great tool for that and for learning to trust yourself and to, to learn to ask yourself the deeper questions too, because it feels less like when you're sitting down and spreading cards out in front of you and asking your guides for clarity or like asking the question over the cards. I don't know, for some reason, it feels a little more um, like you're you're doing something. Not It's less likely that you're going to be like, well, but da-da-da, because you just you had a physical thing that you picked up and that you could read. And I feel like I always laugh whenever, especially if it's something I kind of, I'm like, I know, I know, but I'm also overthinking. So I just want to do this to just double check. (laughs) And then I pull the card and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I I feel like it's like a joke every time. It's so spot on. I just laugh like, all right. I knew that. I knew that. And usually that's how it is.
1: It's so funny because even when I do card readings for clients, they're always like, Oh, thank you. That just confirmed what I was already thinking. Yes, totally. (laughs) And like that confirmation, I think a lot, it's human nature to want some confirmation or affirmation. And it's just such a good way to give it to yourself.
0: Yeah. And it's quick and easy. So go find a deck of cards that you love. They're fun. Um, Yeah. And I mean, other things that you can do that help you to access your intuition is of course, journaling. Um, if you free write, if you ask yourself, if you have a big question, you ask yourself the question on paper and then just start writing, see where it takes you. Don't overthink what you're writing. Just let it come out. And then you're like, Oh, Oh, there's the answer, which is always kind of funny. Or, or you write and you're like, Oh, this is way less of a big deal than I thought it was. I was making it out to be such a big thing. And now that I've written it down, it's totally not that. So that's a, that's a good one to do as well. And, um, as part of this, you know, integration, put a journal by the side of your bed with a pen, ready to go.
1: Easy. If that journal's out, you're going to be more likely to use it. But if you buy a journal and keep it tucked away, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I bought that journal. But (laughs) I don't know what to write in it. And it also will help you with like dreams. You can wake up and like, you know, take notes on your dreams or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just setting yourself up for that success of having it.
0: Yeah. Another thing that you can do throughout the day to like keep yourself on on track, especially if you feel like you go to work and you kind of, you're like, okay, my spiritual corner of my house is here. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But then I go to work and I kind of forget. And I'm, you know, playing these stories in my head. Put little, send yourself little messages throughout the day. So set a reminder that says like, you are worthy, (laughs) you are valuable or whatever it is that you need to hear, put it on there.
1: Like the reminder is just like, I think the Apple Watch is great when it tells you to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's true, so many of us are shallow breathing or forgetting. And it's like, oh, this is my reminder or almost my permission to take a deep breath and to focus on that for a second and stop fixating on whatever I'm fixated on. Yeah.
0: So yeah. You know, I do love when it's like, hey, did you know a moment of deep breathing could reduce stress? I'm like, I do. I'm really bad. <laughs> I do
1: Thank you. <laughs> and ask yourself before you start to dig up more information or dig up more things about yourself through healing or whatever it is, have I implemented or shifted these other things? Like if I went to my first healing session and it came up that like, let's just start with root chakra, the first chakra that I'm anxious. I have money issues. uh, Like, you know, I don't feel safe like on this earth and I'm always worried about like everything. Okay. Have I done the work on that before now I go and I want to talk about something else because now you're just going to have a bunch of information. And what does that do if you're not putting it in? So think about the first session. Go back at your session notes or if you have session recordings and see if you've implemented those things. Or if you listened to our podcast last week about your shadow, but realized you had a big shadow, but haven't done anything about it. And now you're listening to this one, maybe next week before you listen to our new episode, <laughs> go back to shadow work and see how you you know can change that.
0: Yeah. Start, start using the things that you're learning. To create these new patterns, these shifts and, you know, make your life easier, more fun, more joyful. But yeah, if you just keep listening and not doing anything,
1: then nothing's going to change, you know? If nothing changes if nothing changes. That's right. And well, like you have to create habits. Like if you know you're anxious and we say get outside on grass 10 to 15 minutes a day and you haven't done it and you're like, oh, I'm still anxious, but I know I have that tool. <laughs> Go do it for 10 days in a row and and then check in with yourself, like journal, like, is my anxiety any better? Day to day, have I noticed a shift? You guaranteed that you will. You will. But you got to start implementing the things. And I think a lot of times for people, it's when you implement something and it works, then you're more likely to implement the next thing. So yeah, just start with one. Start with one. Honestly, the best place you can start that's not like, for me, overwhelmingly like intimidating or feels like a lot is prayer. Because Prayer is the one where you don't need to close your eyes. You don't need to like, yeah, go, like you could do it while you're driving. You can do it while you're like, nobody has to know you're praying in your head. <laughs> right. So like, even if you start just praying for a close parking spot when you get to target or yes. wherever you're going and your guides give it to you, you're going to be like, all right, that worked. Now I can pray and ask for what I'm, you know, what I'm trying to manifest mm-hmm. and you'll be more likely to believe it. And then it's like, okay, that prayer worked. Now I need to create time to meditate and visualize. And then, Visualization work. So now I needed to create time to do yoga. Yoga's working. My body feels great. Now I need to t- create time to eat better. So it, it snowballs.
0: Yeah, it snowballs because you notice the, the things that are happening and how good you feel and how it's working. And you're like, okay, more, more. And before you know it, you're like, oh, wow, I'm doing all these things. I didn't even, how did this even happen? But it's just step by step, like one thing at a time. Do these, do these things to make your life easier breathe yeah. pray meditate you know and it doesn't don't make it into a big thing i think that's another thing that people do when you're like okay i have these tasks and i have to do them and you feel like you have to do them all exactly right like if you only have 2 minutes to stand in grass stand in grass for 2 minutes it's going to be okay right. you know
1: i do i have this belief like with working with people our culture is bogged down by rules like people yes. are so afraid of doing something wrong that they'd rather not do it cuz they're like well how do I pray? What if I do it wrong? What if my kids are mad at me? And I'm like, okay, who told you? Like, they're not going to get mad at you because you're asking for something. <laughs> right. Or they're like, well, uh, what are the instructions for cleansing my house? I'm like, for me, like, light the fucking smoke. Just light it. Right. like, Just light it. it. See what happens. Like, if you have a prayer from there or you open a front door or back door, added benefit, but you're not like, the ultimate thing for, you know, lighting the smoke and not saying the prayer right isn't death. It's <laughs> right. like, like, you're going to be okay. You're going like, to, maybe you won't move it. quite as yeah. much yeah. energy,
0: but you're going to move something.
1: <laughs> right, it's, A lot of it is the intention. Yeah. And it's like, once you have, like it's going to move through something or same with yoga, like how people always tell us like, well, I'm not flexible. Right. Or I'm not good at yoga. Well, it's not about that. If you start, you will feel better. And then eventually you might feel a little more flexible. Yeah. I mean, might, Hold the pose a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, like literally, yoga is about feeling good in your body and getting to know your body. Like that's what I like to think of it as a tool for. It's a tool to get to know what your body feels like, so that when your body is feeling something that's not good, that you're like, "Oh, I'm feeling that. Okay, cool. I can breathe." The end. It doesn't
1: matter if you touch your toes ever. <laughs> that's exactly that. But same with all this stuff, like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you ever manifest a mansion, but if you feel happy and successful in your life and at the end of the day, you lay down and you, life is easy and you're not stuck or bogged down by stress or fear. Well, I mean, that's abundance. <laughs> yeah, then you did it. <laughs> you did it. Yeah, I just,
0: there's, yeah, just little, little things. When I feel anxious and if I'm running around and I feel like I don't have a second, I literally will just, as I'm walking, bring all my attention to the bottoms of my feet and I immediately feel more grounded. But it's just those
1: little practices. Well, what Kristen does is she stops and does it. She doesn't just keep saying over and over again, I'm anxious, I'm anxious. Oh God, I'm so anxious. God, I'm anxious. Instead, I'm like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. If you find yourself repeating something in your head, oh, like use that as your cue. Like, okay, stop repeating this or saying this out loud. Like continuing it. Let me implement now something. Yeah when I'm feeling like
0: a lot of things like anxious or this or that, then I'm looking back at the last week and realizing I didn't do things. So instead of using it as like a, Oh my gosh, what's happening and spiraling out of control, I use it as an invitation for change, like an invitation to do
1: something different
0: the following week.
1: I love that. I love that. Love it. Cause it, it combats shame. So you're not like, Oh, I didn't use my stuff. I'm so bad. I'm not spiritual. You yeah. into, okay, this is my lesson and now I'm going to create the change. Yeah. Everything for everyone is just a lesson or a mirror. Like ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me? What is this trying to show me? And then that's how it's going to feel so natural to integrate. Yeah. Should we awesome. go to journal prompts?
0: Yeah, let's do some journal prompts.
1: Okay. So first one is, what is something in my life that I have learned that I would like to integrate?
0: And the second one is what or how, not what, but how can I create time or space for a new way of living?
1: Yeah. So please try these things, guys. Let us know how you feel. as always, thank you for listening and sharing your energy with us. Thank you for implementing what we've taught you. <laughs> yes,
0: we're, we're so happy if we can teach you things and then hear how they're working in your life. Um, and then if you need more and more uh, time and information, come join us on our retreat. On yes, don't forget about up that upcoming 16, 17. retreat. Yes,
1: so excited for that. Yay.
0: Um, thank you guys for listening. All right, thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Balance Chaos podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us each week. Please help us out by subscribing to the show,
1: sharing with friends, and leaving us reviews. You can also follow us on Instagram. We can communicate with you there. Our Instagram handle is at BalanceChaosLV. Reach out and we'll write back. Bye. 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 Bye.